All right, guys, welcome in to episode number 433 of Marching to Madness, presented by CollegeHoopsWatch.com. I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Ken Cross. And Ken, we are back here on the podcast today, and uh, we said we were going to do this uh, after, well, we would have had him on anyways, but really, after the win they had uh, against Duke, we knew we had to get one of our favorites back on, and we've said it, you know, since we first had him on probably, I'd say, three years ago now. Um, we've mm-hmm. had him on many times since, but uh, we knew we had to catch up with him and talk about what went down there at Cameron Indoor, and that is, of course, Stephen F. Austin head coach Kyle Keller. Uh, Ken, it was uh, great to catch up with him and just sort of get his insight into watching that game play out as it did but also just the, the fallout from it in terms of, of the reactions and all of the good stuff that's come out of a win like that. Uh, it was pretty awesome to, to sort of hear his, his insight on it. Yeah, you know, I've seen tons of games in there, and that is one of the most mentally imposing places on an opponent that you'll find in any sport. I mean, they Stephen F. Austin broke – uh, a non-conference winning streak of 150 games up there, uh, you know, and they and they play some pretty good people, you know, outside of their league. And uh, I, I thought the experience factor. I thought Kevon Harris was a man on the floor, uh, probably in my opinion right now the top player overall on the floor, and that experience comes in. And I, I thought that that mental toughness, man, that extra, that just extra effort, the extra enthusiasm was huge. Plus, this is a very talented basketball team. Yeah, and he went to that. You know, we did talk about that game in particular, but we did talk a lot about the team, too. And really just, you know, going all around to, to just the program, the team, all the different aspects that really allowed them to, to get such a win. And like we said, they also rebounded with the win against Arkansas State, and he touched on that too, just the mindset of his team after that Duke game, how they responded against Arkansas State, but also what he wants to continue to see from them uh, here because that's what we're going to be talking about. This entire season, uh, there is not another game that has come close to being able to rival what how that entire game played out. I mean, we look back at Evansville, Kentucky, yes, huge upset. But the way this one played out and just what a game it was, it was just something that, uh, again, nothing's been able to match it this year in college basketball. And I'll tell you, I don't know how anything's going to match it because it was such a unique situation. And uh, he went into that and just talked about all the different aspects of it. Uh, And as you would expect, uh, just a, a great conversation, awesome insight, Always is when we catch up with him, uh, but certainly particularly so this time uh, because of of the big game they had and how they are going to move forward here uh, are the Lumberjacks. So uh, without any further ado, here is the conversation with Stephen F. Austin head coach, Kyle Keller. 
All right, guys, welcome back to the Marching to Madness podcast, and uh, we are excited to welcome back uh, Coach Kyle Keller from Stephen F. Austin, of course, uh, for our longtime listeners. We've had him on the podcast several times, and uh, we had to have him back, and I'm sure he knows uh, where we're going to start here, as he's probably been asked the question several times over the past week. Uh, Coach, uh, you know, the, the win over Duke, I know, is sort of a, you know, it's, it's just a special moment. There's no other way to put it, what your team did there. Um, your emotions just throughout that entire game and really just, you know, into that final sequence there. I guess now that you're able to sort of reflect on it a little bit more since it's a little bit more removed, uh, I don't even, I guess, can you even describe it still at this point? <laughs> you know, like really not much. I mean, it was uh, – uh... You know, it's a real moment, obviously, for our university and, and the program, and, and it was a lot of fun, obviously. It's a, um, you know, you, you expect, anytime you compete, you expect to win, but, you know, and and those are your expectations, or you wouldn't play, but um, then when it comes to, when we kind of settled into the game in the second half, you know, we felt like it was going the way we have an opportunity, like we've had in years past, you know, it we're at LSU or Baylor and, and we've won some of those games and, and, uh, and, and, but you know, you don't really think about, Hey, who you're playing, where you're playing. You're just kind of playing the game and, and, uh, God, then you wake up and then you're in overtime and, and, you know, it took a loose ball and, and thankfully I didn't have to draw some up to against coach Krzyzewski to try to beat them. I mean, that's, that's for us, that's typical of, uh, way we win games a loose ball and then we get a breakout layup so well, we were pretty lucky in that regard because i'm not going to win a clipboard war with that guy <laughs> hey coach you know kavon harris looked like a grown man out there leading directing i i'm just curious about uh, his presence and his mindset does he kind of feed the mental toughness to that team uh, no question no question ken he, he's you know, he's really matured as a senior. Kevon put his name in the draft in the spring and, you know, with our blessings, a hundred percent worked out for some teams and, you know, didn't get the, the input from the NBA or for some teams that maybe he had hoped for. And, and like a lot of young men and made a wise decision and coming back and he's going to be a 1500 point scorer here. And he's had a great career and going to win, you know, probably around a hundred games before his career is over with. And, and you know do some really special things and and uh but he gave us a lot of confidence we got down double figures in the first half and then he scored about six in a row and had i think 20 in the first half where we were on his back and just you know willed himself to the rim for a lot of possessions and you know while other guys were trying to figure out where we were and what we were doing as a senior he scored a lot of big baskets and where you know the other guys got some of the nerves out of them and and that was, you know, he's just really taking a great leadership role on our team and because he's done, played the NCAA tournament and done some really big things for us. And, you know, you're going through that game. At, at what point did you look up there and think, you know, we, we got a chance to take these guys down? Well, you know, I sat down on the bench in the middle of my staff in, in the second half and and, and I was sweating like a, just a, a, a nasty pig. And, and, <laughs> and I sat down and I said, man, are you guys having as much fun as I am? It was probably about 10 and a half minutes left. And because I was really enjoying the game, I was having a lot of fun with it. And, 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 you know, and they're all, you know, cotton mouth about like I was, but, but it was a lot of fun, you know, regardless of what happened, I was really enjoying it. Cause I was learning a lot about my guys 
because they were, you know, they didn't really back down. They kept fighting. And like I said, we got down double figures in the first half. and It was a five-point game at halftime. And, and Trey Jones steals a daggum ball in the first possession of the second half. And I think they got up nine right out of the shoot to start of the second half. But we kept plugging away. And I think we got ahead 62-61. And it was nip and tuck the rest of the way. Coach, uh, Nathan Bain, obviously, um, you know, you, you can't draw up a moment more perfect than that in terms of, uh, you know, his his play there to win the game. But I know, you know, the off-the-court stuff is what everybody sort of learned about once that game was over. You know, he's talking on, on Sports Center and going through just the story of his family, you know, sort of losing so much uh, from in the Bahamas and Hurricane Dorian and all that. Uh, how have you kind of just seen him continue to, to respond to this since that moment? Because we look at this fundraiser now on GoFundMe. It's all up to almost $150,000. It's just incredible uh, to see something like this, you know, out of an, an event like that. You know, it's uh, kind of like the game, to be honest with you. It was a God's moment. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to get religious on you, but – I'm a faithful man, and so yeah. obviously he's his family, and, and you know he is a. Uh, um, the, 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 it's a special family, first of all, from his parents and his sisters and brothers, and and you know when Dorian hit that island and just stayed parked there, you know really didn't know. I hated for him because he wasn't there, and it was constant reminders and staying in touch with him and his family and and throughout the whole deal and. And for those that, that don't really know the story, his family's had a church and a school for 35 years on that island, Freeport. And they have over 600 kids in that school. You know, so they've impacted not just those 600, but generations of kids. I mean, I hate to say it, his dad, in my opinion, is the most important person on that island just because he's touched so many people's lives. And to get that school and that church to have the kind of damage and to go out of commission for so long. And our university really tried to help. And it wasn't at a very good time and, and, and for us. And, and we don't have the resources to blow it up. And to have an event like we did was no question a God thing. And then for Nate Bain, a guy who's had about four or five different surgeries, and to be put on that pedestal and to be the kind of man that he's grown into being, and to handle it with such class and never talk about himself, talk about others and the people of that of the Bahamas and, and, and it's going to the people of the Bahamas and the outpouring we've had to want to help. And probably a lot of North Carolina fans, I would think, have donated <laughs> versus <laughs> yeah. anybody else um, yeah. to be grateful for that night. You know, it's been awesome. This says a lot about, you know, the Baines and, and – I think it's really it's a great sports story and how sports brings people together. Absolutely, no doubt. And I know something you talked about after that game because, you know, you're a coach and you're already sort of looking ahead. You were saying, well, now we've got Arkansas State and how do we respond? And you guys responded with a 19-point win there uh, last Saturday. Uh, just how did you sort of see your guys mentally, you know, get back into that mode of preparing for a game like that? Because as you mentioned right after the Duke game, you know, that's not going to be an easy game. And certainly, you know, having to come back and how do you respond, uh, it was quite a response from your team. Yeah, and it's not over, you know. I mean, but that was the first step. I mean, I, I'd seen Evansville you know, get a great win in Rupp, which, you know, we've been, I've been able to been on a team that won in there and it's hard. It takes so much out of you. And our game in Cameron Indoor took so much out of us. I mean, I didn't sleep for two days and excitement and, 
you know, I think our staff, the coaching staff here did a phenomenal job of, of getting our players grounded. And we have three phenomenal seniors. Nate Baines, one of them, keep on, we've mentioned, and a kid named John Como, um, our point mm-hmm. guard, really challenged our team not to be a one-hit wonder and to be hungry and want more. And, and, and I hate to say this, but I think, going through the injuries that we went through a year ago that devastated our program because um, this program has been, it's the winningest program in the last decade in the state really has made our team really, really hungry and have the chip on our shoulder to not be satisfied. And, you know, I, I kicked him out of practice on Thanksgiving morning um, and which was good and said, Hey, you got 90 minutes to be at my house. And if you're not there on time, we're going to come back you know, after we eat and everybody was real early, trust me on that. Um, we fed the homeless on Wednesday, the day we got back that morning, we got back about 6am and we, the guys were up there at 1130 feeding the homeless Wednesday. Just, we got great kids and I know yeah. every coach thinks they have great kids and, and, but I don't think, you know, I'm really proud of our guys and what they do and who they are. And I think that's how we were able to win on Saturday. It was just a, a great character win by, by our program and coaching staff. Coach, you've got three players. place to win. No, it's, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen, I've seen tons of games in there, you know, uh, and I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not air conditioned when everybody gets hot. <laughs> oh, it was so hot. It was so hot in there. It was hotter in there than it was in Cameron. Yeah. Golly, I swear if I had, I had marker all over my shirt or I would take my coat off. <laughs> it was so hot. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got three players now averaging in double figures. Of course, Kevon, Gavin Kinsmill, and Cameron Johnson. Talk about how your system lends itself to the empowerment of different players to be able to step up at different times. Ken, yeah. that's, a, that's a great point. We play 11 players mm-hmm. every night. And our style of play is, 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 you know, it's unique for this era i think it's old school it's uh i learned from some great coaches i learned you know from leonard hamilton as who my first boss was and then learned from eddie Sutton and bill self and then billy kennedy and we play you know half court pretty much pressure man to man and and um and a little you know kind of like they do at, at, at west virginia now or in south carolina and, and um you know, so, and then like Brad does at, South, at Illinois some, and, and so it, it requires for us to play a lot of players to do it well. And like Saturday, you know, at Arkansas State, we tried to take 14 charges in the game. And it's kind of unique for this era. But, you know, the thing our staff and we, what we really preach is no jealousy, even though you compete every day and practice against somebody, is, is to not be jealous of who does well. And so far, it's worked pretty good for us. Coach, uh, Nacogdoches, Texas is a town. It's about 33,000 people in the eastern part of the state. How did the city embrace this team and, and you guys as a staff after the Duke win? I know they're, I know they're big or bullish on the Lumberjacks anyway. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, it's, uh, the notoriety has been, has been really good, I think, for our kids. I took the cell phones away from them the other night um, just because I thought that would, that would really help them from not stay on Duke, you know, going into the Arkansas state game, which I've never done here. Coach Sutton used to do that at Oklahoma state, but 
I thought that would relieve some of the moving on, if that makes sense. You know, we had to move past that game if we were going to win the next one. It, but yeah, everybody here they they do love the lumberjacks, and and um, but it's even more. I mean, people that you know you wouldn't think about or even give a care about basketball have come up and just said, "Boy, you just you put Nacogdoches, Stephen F. Austin on the map," and so grateful. I had one of our uh, athletic administrators because this thing is especially Nate Bain's story. I mean, he's been on the Today Show, I think, twice. He was on CNN and Good Morning America, just non-traditional sports stuff and because it's such a great story. And, mm. you know, just the marketing for our university and for our town. It's been, they said, could, you know, net it to about 20 to 25 million, you know, the dollars and cents of, of what it's been able to do for this, this area. And you, can't, you only get that through sports. Which right. is really a cool deal. Yeah, and, like you say, it brings yeah. us all together. Yeah, it really does. And so I'm excited. We got our first home game tonight, and hopefully the students have been gone. I think it's probably been. I'm afraid to ask our guys how the girls have received them since we're about 65 percent girls on our <laughs> campus. I'm afraid to ask them how it was Jeez. last night when the girls got back. We put them in study hall pretty late last night, so. Uh, but we did, already had to shoot around, so they were pretty spry there. So um, hopefully everything went okay last night. I didn't want to put a curfew on them, so I don't. I don't like change, like most coaches. <laughs> Coach, uh, you mentioned uh, you've got Arlington Baptist uh, there tonight. We're recording this on Monday, and then you'll head to uh, Alabama on Friday, which will be the return game. Uh, from that home and home series you guys started last year they came there last year you'll go to Tuscaloosa uh, on Friday just what are your expectations I guess you know you're not going to look ahead past this game here on Monday that we're talking about but but as you look ahead what what are some things you look at with that matchup uh, you know once you get to Alabama and maybe just in general with your team what are some things you really want to see your guys uh, sort of continue to improve on here as you move forward you know Blake the thing that that we really focused on this morning. We watched film of our game from Saturday because I gave them off yesterday because I know mentally and physically they're really tired. We had a six-and-a-half-hour bus ride back after the game on Saturday. I just felt they needed to be off yesterday, if that makes sense. And yeah. um, we we really focused on details offensively where we, we mentally we really weren't into the game like we've been in some in the past and just – baseline out of bounds, defensive based on the special teams of the game where we've been pretty good and Saturday we weren't and how we can, you know, be better at those kind of situations. And those are the things I think for us that we got to clean up. I, I think we're competing pretty hard. Um, but those are the, the details of the games. If we're going to be able to compete against Alabama's or the teams in our league that know how to play us and have had success and, and know how to take advantage of the way we play defense and have a, a pattern of, of, you know, that some of these teams that only see us once ever so often and it's new for them. And because our league's pretty good. I mean, they don't get the credit for what, you know, McNeese should have beat Texas the other day on Saturday. Nichols beat Pitt at Pitt. And, and it's just, you know, our league is, is getting better and I don't think gets the credit that it probably deserves. And, um, so, you know, Sam Houston had Mississippi State down to the better end, very end, led them the whole game. And so, you know, I'm not in it, regardless of we got like seven votes today in AP Top 25. I mean, that's that, that's not realistic. 
we're a one big league. If we don't win our conference tournament in Katy at the end of the year, then the, that, that Duke game is just, you know, it's just something we all talk about for however many years. We have to win in Katy for this really to be part of a great story, to be great, part of a great book, you know, a chapter in a book. Then it doesn't really validate what this team is capable of being, if that makes sense. Definitely. Coach, yeah, Coach, again, you're always, uh, you've always been gracious to us, and we want to say we really appreciate that because uh, I know, you know, everyone on the national level watched you guys in that game, but we've been following you there for a long time. Yeah. And uh, you guys you, have been you've great always to me. been. Well, and listen, it's the same. I mean, I can tell you, Ken and I were like kids texting back and forth while we were watching this game because (laughs) we said it. It was like, you know, this is what makes college basketball great. And like you said afterwards, you know, you feel bad for for Coach K. You said, you know, you've been in that part before, too. You've been on the opposite end of this thing. But but really it was. It was what makes us all love college basketball. And, and again, thank you so much for, for coming on with us. We always enjoy catching up with you and look forward to doing it again here soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. I, I do, and I did appreciate Coach Chesky playing us. I mean, it was he, he could pick and choose, and I'm very kind for him, and I'm very grateful. So I appreciate you guys. You guys are very kind to me, and special. And anytime you want to have us on, and honor Stephen F. Austin, this is joy for us. Y'all have a wonderful week. All right, that was the conversation with Stephen F. Austin head coach Kyle Keller and uh, Ken. You know, we mentioned that how they responded against Arkansas State told us a lot about this team. But as he said. You know, it's not over. I mean, now they're preparing. Uh, we mentioned that the game they have on Monday against Arlington Baptist. Then, though, they go back uh, into the Power Conference territory when they head to play Alabama on Friday. Then they'll have a home game against Louisiana Monroe uh, before starting conference play on December 18th against Houston Baptist. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to how this Alabama game is going to play out because Alabama's made such a dramatic change in style and attack. Uh, and um, I'm wondering how that style can defend this when, whenever Stephen F. Austin spreads the floor, whenever they get the ball to these guys uh, like uh, Nathan Bain, Kevon Harris at a dead sprint. Where, where do you go from there, you know, with that style of, of defense? It's going to be fun, and this team's going to be fun to follow. You know, you just hope that as they go forward and they move forward that, uh, you know, some maybe some uh, portal of ESPN will pick a couple of their games up, you know, when they get into Southland so we can see them play. Yep, uh, hope to see a lot of these on ESPN Plus this year. I know they've had some of them already. Uh, I remember I was watching the uh, their game against Niagara, which was uh, I think the first week of the season or so. But yeah, this uh, I tell you, this is a team that everyone's going to be following. And like he said, you, you hope it's a situation where you know they get the opportunity to if you're someone in the southland you're probably going to be you know not rooting for them because you want to see your team in the tournament but for everyone else um after what they did against duke you'd love to see this team make the NCAA tournament because you know what they're capable of uh and it's going to be fun to watch them here uh, moving forward without a doubt so uh thanks again to Stephen f austin head coach kyle keller for joining us here on the podcast thank you as always for listening be sure to subscribe Head over Apple Podcasts or any podcast app you use. Just search for Marching to Madness. That way you can subscribe for free. Get all these episodes sent to you as soon as they go up. Uh, if you want the written stuff, Ken's got his written stuff going up uh, over there at collegecheapswatch.com as well. And before uh, we sign off for this episode, we do want to point you to that GoFundMe that we mentioned 
uh, for Nathan Bain. And as we said, it is incredible that it is now up to almost $150,000 as we're talking here on Monday. Uh, By the time you listen to this, who knows? It could be over that mark. Um, But all you have to do is just go to the GoFundMe, the regular page, just search uh, for Nate Bain, N-A-T-E-B-A-I-N, and you will be able to find it immediately, I guarantee you. So uh, go do that, check it out if you can help, help. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a situation like Coach Keller said, just something where sports sometimes tells a bigger story, and uh, that was certainly the case here, so be sure to check that out if you can. Um, definitely a, a very, very worthy cause, and uh, it's been incredible to see all the donations to that thus far. So uh, thanks as always for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.